A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am your host, as always, Logan Howard, and I am joined, as always, by Brendan Thomas Merrick. How are you today, Brendan? I'm great, Logan. Everything's going with you. I'm doing well, doing well. Awesome. So guys, today we are going to play a couple of games. I'm going to give Logan 10 good, strong, common Irish women's names. He has to guess the pronunciation. He is almost undoubtedly set up to fail already. <laughs> so play along at home. All right, Logan, so look at the first name. How do you think this one's pronounced? Um, I'm going so it, uh, I'm going to give you spelling for those of you who are on the podcast. It's A O I F E, and I'm going to say it's Aif or uh, Aif. Yeah, Aif. That is vomitously bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of our most common names for women. It's pronounced Ifa. 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 Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll look at the second one. I think the second one's pronounced. Uh, second one is C A O I M H E. And I'm going to say Calm. Calm. Not even close. We don't have the letter K in Irish, so our C's are pronounced qu qu. A O I is pronounced e, and M H's are pronounced v like these. So that's pronounced quiva quiva. Quiva. Some girls pronounce it kiva kiva. Two pronunciations, mm. neither of them suggested by you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, the third one. S-A-O-I-O-R-S-E. And there is actually an actress who has become famous across the pond where you live with this name. So uh, you may possibly have heard this one before. Um, say, so... If I'm just going off of how it's pronounced, it looks like Sesorsi, um, but I doubt that's even close to it. So I'm going to instead say it's Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Emily was closer than Sorsi. Yeah. <laughs> this name is pronounced Searsha. Searsha. We had a famous actress called Saoirse Ronan, who's actually uh, very well known for an Irish actress in the US. So uh, I'm surprised that you, you hadn't encountered that one before. But sure, you've encountered the name Emily. That's a step in the right direction, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one starts with NIA. It can end with an MH or a BH. But how is it pronounced? Uh, na Nasi. 
No, sí. <laughs> um, she might describe you as naughty for butchering her name. But her name is Neve. Neve. <laughs> because in Irish, MH and BH are pronounced like Vs. Okay. <laughs> Most Americans think that her name is pronounced Niam or Nyaba. <laughs> I've never heard naughty before. All right, the next name A I S L I N G. It means dream in English, but how is it pronounced? Ask Wilga. Um, I believe it's called. It, I've seen this one, and I think it's either Ashley or A Aislin, or not, not Aislin, because that's what it literally pronounced. But it's like uh, A A Aising. <laughs> I've heard it. You're gonna say it, and I'm gonna be like, I know it. <laughs> Your first attempt. Your first attempt was the closest, actually. Ashling, Ashling, Ashling. Yes, that that's what it was. Okay. I yeah. said I know. I know. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys. Half point. Oh. Have you heard <laughs> the next one? E A V H A. Uh, no. I'm gonna say it's uh. I'm gonna say it's like Eva. You're very close. E-A is pronounced A. It's Ava. But it's the Irish oh. version of, of, of Eva. So you're, you're, you got the anglicized okay. version. Okay, so uh, you didn't actually do terrible at that one. But uh, what about the one that follows it? A-O-I-B-H. Then it can be followed with an I. Or an EA double N. Um, Avon. Avon. Not quite, but you're getting better. Even. 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 Okay. Although some girls pronounce it Avon. Avon. It's pronounced both ways. Okay. But you're making signs of progress. This is good. We might hand you an Irish passport yet. <laughs> okay. I will give you my house and home if you can get this next one. S A D B H. Sorry, I'm going to say that again. S A D H B H. S A D H B H. Sabi. Sabi. Um, you might think she's sad to have that as her the spelling of her name, <laughs> but it's actually pronounced Sive. 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 <laughs> yeah, so DHBH is, is also a V sound in English. <laughs> Sorry, in Irish. Okay. Irish. Okay, the next one. You may possibly have heard the English version of this name before. 
um, like Neve, Neve. You got your consonant pronunciations correct. <laughs> it's those darn Irish <laughs> vowels, though. Nave, Nave, Nave. <laughs> and some might say I've saved the best for last. C L I O D H N A. I've already forgotten what the C is diff that you don't I know you don't have a C, but uh qu Quiva? I'm gonna say Quiva. Uh Quiva was the second name on the list. <laughs> <laughs> that is come and gone. You got it wrong. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. Think of a Mexican lady who works to make your house look tidy and shiny. Oh, that's not helping. Um, cool. A queen. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaner. <laughs> Cleaner. Because, you know, she knows, she's a cleaner. She cleans her house. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> we just lost all of our advertisers. <laughs> all of our sponsors are pulling out. <laughs> all right, so they are 10 of the most popular... Irish names for ladies. <laughs> Jay, wouldn't that be the dream? So, uh, I'll, I'll give you one. You got, you got what, the anglicized version of, of Ava. Um, and yeah, uh, next yeah. time, I'm going to give you 10 names yeah. for men in Irish. I'm going to see if you fare any better. <laughs> All right, over <laughs> to you. All right. Um, so next we're going to do what if questions. So these are random what if questions. They're funny. They're a bit ridiculous. They're like weird world situations, but we will, I'm sure you will learn a bunch about the both of us from these questions. So um, I'm going to start with the first question and I'm going to ask it to Brendan. He's going to answer it. I'll take it back and then ask him uh, hopefully up to 10 questions. So here's the first one. Um, if your bed sheets had to be made of deli meats, what meat would you want to, them to be made of? Oh, they would smell so much better if they were made of deli meats. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you know what? I know that there are some bacon fanatics out there who are going to hate me for this, but I've got to say sausage. Because, you know, it's kind of got that pillowy, fluffy texture. If, you know, you wake up, mm. uh, like, you know, in the, in the dark hours, and you just don't want to roll out of bed for your package for a snack, you just, you know, take a chunk out of it. Um, also, I kind of think that if it was, like, sausage-type material, it might actually contort to your body shape. It's like when you roll over, you know, the bed will kind of, like, roll with you. You know, it wouldn't be like bacon. You wouldn't just, like, you know, slide off. Um, but also it wouldn't be, um, you know, too, um, back poking, 
like pudding. So I'd say sausage. Hmm. <laughs> you look I'm totally unimpressed with my answer. I think salami. I think salami is just made perfect to be bed sheets. <laughs> I think a huge salami roll would just be perfect. And then you could just nibble a little bit. So like, say you wake up in the morning and you're just feeling a little hungry. You can just take a little bit of the salami off the top. It will cost you later on because the more and more and later on you go, you'll have less and less bed sheets to cover you. But you know, it, I think, I think salami is the answer. <laughs> Bacon is too crispy. You need something soft and like calm what? like salami. <laughs> We'll have to agree to disagree. Uh, so, we'll just have to, yes. Uh, question number two. You are the emperor of a small island and can pick any of three people from history to come and live on your island for five years. Who do you choose and why do you choose them? Oh, that's a hard one. Um... I would probably choose Jesus first and foremost because you know he's Jesus. And if we were like living mm. on a small island, I'm not sure how much you know like Wi-Fi would have or resources or food, and he could just like you know magic things into existence to make life really convenient and luxurious. He'd have, he'd serve a practical application. Um, of course, yes. I would also choose. Maybe Abigail from the Bible, but I'd pluck her out before she ever met and that fool of a husband, Nabal or David, because uh, she's a great woman. I think we could get along. And I think this, oof, the third one. I'm proud to get my baby brother. That way I could keep him in check. I couldn't let him run him off for five <laughs> years without my supervision. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you choose? And don't um, say Jesus, so I'm going to take. <laughs> yes, you you called dibs. I'm not going to take Jesus. I'm not going to duplicate here. Um, I think Joseph first and foremost, because I think Joseph would be good to keep me honest and would be probably he's he's a dude after my own heart. I could I could chill with Joseph. Um, if I could, if I was going Old straight biblical, I could keep. Um, Old Testament Joseph, the one who went through Egypt and became okay, a slave yeah, yeah, okay. and grew up. Like, that guy has great perspective on life. So I would definitely take Joseph. Um, mm. Oh, I, we need to send an entertainer. So I experience. Think, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, we need some sort of entertainer. So I think I would take, um, like, Tim Hawkins, I think would be great because he would just keep me laughing the whole time. and keep having hilarious opinions on stuff. Okay. Um, so I think he would be good. He would help in mm -hmm. the entertainment part. And I think the last person would have to be someone who could be a chef. So I'm thinking like Gordon Ramsay-esque person who could just make us food from the craziest things and dishes and we would just be chilling. So we'd have an entertainer, a chef, and a good friend in uh, <laughs> in Joseph. So that, that would be my... My three from history. So. Okay, very good. Um, yeah. You got the trifecta going no, for you there. <laughs> yep. Number three. If you were a superhero with no superpowers, what would your name be? 
paladin because it sounds very super heroic but gives literally nothing away <laughs> so if you've got no superpowers to flaunt you might as well pick a name that people are like oh wow it's paladin but you know there's no expectation of you actually being able to do anything <laughs> have i thought about this before um, yes recently yeah even yesterday I was tempted to say Batman, because um, he has no superpowers, um, but that's a bit <laughs> cheeky. And... <laughs> um, I also could jokingly say Robin as well, because he has no, it, Robin has no abilities either. He, he's <laughs> really the worst, but <laughs> um, I think, I think like just to, to lean into how bad of a person the superhero is would be like basic boy or um like uh mm. uh maybe his logo is like powerless maybe that's what you call him so he he has no power um <laughs> uh I, I think i'd go with that powerless and his like slogan is like power and then it's like crossed out so he's he has no power um, so that is question. I think question you should three. totally go with that as opposed to Robin. Because if you say, like, I'm Robin, mm. it makes it sound like you're a criminal. Like, you know, I'm Robin a bank. So uh, oh, that's yeah. just setting yourself up for failure. So, yeah, go, 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 go with, what was go that with creator Boy. What, what was that creator thinking? <laughs> uh, if, so num question number four. If extra lives were a thing in the real world, how would you get them? Ooh. I think that there should be, like, you know, those Crash Bandicoot boxes or crates, kind of like all around mm -hmm. the world. I have to, like, kind of jump on them. And, you know, you might get extra life or help. Or, you know, you might get one of those, you know, boom, digga, mask thingies. And it just, you know, sends you running around at supersonic speed and bumping into things and not getting injured, you know, temporary invulnerability. Um, you might just jump on one and have ended up bobbing for apples. So, yeah, I'm thinking uh, good old-fashioned Crash Bandicoot crates. It'll throw All a right. bag not so, to the 90 it... kids, you know? So basically, Brendan would be running around, visiting people's houses, going to their doorstep where they have their Amazon boxes, sitting mm -hmm. on the front doorstep, <laughs> jumping on them. That's right. In order to gain extra lives. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you end up smashing you like a toaster? PS5 and not a toaster themselves, anymore. you know, you can't be arrested for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your toaster is toast. <laughs> the guys went wild. <laughs> Uh, um, I would say like menial tasks, like we're talking, you have every time you wash the dishes or every time you do something you absolutely despise to do and you waste a really long time doing it, standing in a line or a queue, like every time you stand in a line or a queue, you gain that much extra life instead of losing it. So like if you stood for four hours in a line, you get four hours every single time extra 
to use somewhere else. I think that would be very efficient. Self-entitled millennial. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Says the man who's running around and breaking people's boxes. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm working for my help. Oh, you're in my admission is standing around. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't deserve the life you have <laughs> alone the life of those boxes <laughs> if you were a celebrity for one day what would your name be hmm. oh Reno Mars because it's close enough to Bruno Mars but different enough that people will be like, huh, who's this guy? Why is he trending? Let's follow this hashtag. So, uh, you know, it's not quite copyright. You're not really giving someone else the credit for your fame, but you're leeching off someone who's got plenty. Plus, he's a pretty cool guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, At least for his music yes. videos. Yes. Well, you do. <laughs> Um, I would, I would have one of two. I would either use my middle names because I have two middle names. I would, so I'd either go by Bruce Sterling. So they mm -hmm. would technically be me, but it'd also not be me. If I ever had to be a pen writer, I think that's what I would do. Cool. I would just use my middle names. Um, but, okay. um, I think, I think it'd be more fun to have like an out there name, like Dason Accord which just sounds like it just rings off the bell and just fits well. And <laughs> it's so much better than Logan Howard. It's Dacen Accord. <laughs> Logan had like, what are your parents thinking? <laughs> okay, so next question. <laughs> Next question. Um, if your house had a theme song, what would it be? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sophie, Alice Bechter's There's a Murder on the Dance Floor. <laughs> Things get pretty mental. <laughs> Sometimes wow. people lose their tempers. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh. What would yours be called? Um, probably dancing by myself. Dancing by myself, since no one else really dances around here. So <laughs> just me Okay. <laughs> Because you just waltzing with Jesus, waltzing with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Um, this is the uh, question. Brother's gotta do it. Brother's gotta do it, man. <laughs> it, it, pretty much, yeah. Um, this is the question we've all been waiting for. It's if you were a dictator of a small country, what crazy dictator thing would you do? I would erect a marble statue of myself 
laced in gold and azure blue lapis lazuli or however that precious stone is named and i would release an edict that my people would have a king um beautiful and glorious as the dawn and all would bow and worship me so basically you're Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> basically I'm Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> I wouldn't even have a plan B as in the furnace my will would be done and I would not need a plan B <laughs> no threats. Just you, they just know to worship you. <laughs> oh, brother! No threats. They just know. They just know. Threats are for suckers. If you need to make threats, it's because you know that they know that you don't have the power. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, don't like don't spoil my mojo by saying something really holy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. I don't think I'm that much of a crazy dictator, but um, I think it would be fun to get people to like wait on you all the time. Like, I'd have my own personal staff of cooking mm. and cleaning and um, opening doors for me, and um, not so much. They would they would get paid for it. They probably wouldn't get paid very well, but that that would be their life to make sure I'm I'm looking good and feeling good and um yeah and i don't i can't think of any super crazy thing i wouldn't like kill a bunch of people or um execute anyone maybe if they talk back that that maybe that's the craziest thing i would do if they were like no you're an idiot and started saying bad things about me yeah you know you probably deserve to be executed at that point (laughs) you're so soft i'd totally invade your country Yes, you probably would. <laughs> You'd become like a satellite empire to the expansion of my own. <laughs> I would become a puppet ruler. I'd rename ruler. you the colony. <laughs> I would be a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> or would you? <laughs> and your people would bring my um, tributes on a quarterly basis. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. so if you, so if your life was a sitcom, who would play the main <laughs> character in it? You or somebody else? <laughs> if my life were a sitcom. Yes. Ooh, let me see. I can't think of anyone at the moment. Who I think could do me justice. Um, so at the moment, I would say I'd do it myself. But if, you know, fresh young talent came along down the line, sure, I'd be open to giving them a shot. Mm. What about yourself? Um, who's the guy who plays uh, Spider-Man, the, the newest Spider-Man? Um, what's his name? Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. I would Tom Holland could 
could play me, I think. I think he could do well. We could give him an American okay. accent. He, he'd be fine. Yeah, I, I would, I'd pick Tom Holland. Um, and that leaves us to our last Andrew question. Uh, what would be, if you had to rename the names for the seasons, what would you name them? So instead of spring, summer, fall, and winter, what would you call them? Ooh, let me think. I would rename spring Grassy Lawn because whenever people think of spring, all they picture the grass. Um, mm. Or Bleaching Lambs. Nah, I say Grassy Lawn, grassy lawn first. We'll go Grassy Lawn. Summer. I would rename Summer maybe something like Radian. So it's almost like Radiant, as in like, you know, Radiant Sunshine. But because it drops the T, it gives people that kind of sense of, oh, wow, what is this? And then you would logically have to explain, we no longer need the word Summer because it is offensive to people who only experience winter weather or something so i'll hang a radian um let's see you have fall we've got autumn um i'd probably call that one crunchy because the leaves are crunchy mm. and as for winter i would probably call it Black, as in no, balk, as in B-A-L-K-K. So it's kind of like an anagram of black, because, mm. you know, it's dark at like five o'clock. But changing a letter yeah. and just moving around a little bit, again, just to keep people on their toes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, for me... I would say, and this is going to seem dark and um, very simple, but spring is going to be revive, summer is going to be alive, fall That's is going Christian. to be dying, and winter is dead. <laughs> dead had crossed my mind for autumn and winter too. <laughs> but I thought I'd tried something a little, a little, a little bit more upbeat, maybe. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for uh, sharing those. <laughs> Would you hypothetical <laughs> questions? So, guys, now we enter into uh, the time in which we crack open the words uh, as we engage with something that we feel um, God has put in spiritual God has put spiritual gold into uh, which we can impact all of our lives in which we can impart something of spiritual value to you um, this passage is from Isaiah 22 or Isaiah as Logan pronounces it <laughs> and the chapter is called The Valley of Vision. 
the Israel were living under the Mosaic law at this time. Uh, it was a covenant of blessings or rewards for good behavior and for following God's plan and curses when they stepped out from it. Obviously, we're not living under blessings and curses right now. Uh, we just live under the, the grace of Jesus because of the cross and the empty grave. But uh, there's still so much spiritual value that we can extract from the Old Testament and the Old Covenant. And in the passage, Isaiah 22, um, the Valley of Vision, the Israelites found themselves at a time in which they were focusing on all the wrong things. They'd gone astray. God, who is good and absolutely good, who is love, who is right, who is righteous, who is just, he wasn't at the forefront of their minds. So if you're not focusing and dwelling and abiding in love, truth, justice, hope, righteousness, you're going to settle for counterfeits of those or just turn your back completely. And that's exactly what Israel had done. So what happened? They ended up in the Valley of Vision. It's just like a blindfold had been wrapped around their eyes. They had eyes but didn't see, ears but didn't hear, heart to know and understand, but did not know or understand. And ultimately, they ended up in a ditch. Everything in their lives went wrong. And the world that we're living in right now, there are so many voices competing for your attention. People are telling you, you know, oh, if you don't see this, it's because there's something wrong with you. Oh, if you don't believe this, it's because there's something wrong with you. Don't take this, there's something wrong with you. And so many people are trying to pull you in different directions. They all want your mind. They all want your perspective. They all want your outlook. <laughs> And not because they want you to share your perspective, but it's how your perspective is. But when you take your eyes off Christ, because he is the light or the lamp and that, that leads our paths, we veer off to the left or the right and we end up in the valley of vision. A place of tumult, of pain, of guilt and regret. Places that Jesus Christ died to keep you out of. So no matter who says what, or direction they're trying to pull you in, with the peaky blinders that they want to put over your eyes, keep your eyes on Christ. The best way to do that is to abide in his word. Because his word was given to us to be a light to our feet, to lead us in the ways of everlasting, from grace to grace, from purpose to purpose, from plan to plan, and the ways of everlasting. So focus your eyes on Jesus today. He leads you out of the valley of vision if you're there. If you aren't, he'll give you a promise. And he'll lead you, up into, he'll lead you into the wide open spaces of his favor, his blessing, his purpose for your life. So Logan, what jumps out to you from Isaiah 22? Yes. Um... I just wanted to say Brendan did a very good job of giving an overview and how it relates to today. Um, and I want to get in depth to verses 12 and 13 of 22. And it says, In that day, the Lord God of hosts called for weeping and for mourning, for baldness and for girding with sackcloth, but instead joy and gladness 
slaying oxen, killing sheep, eating meat, drinking wine. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. And how, like, that's how America, how the world is. It's so, you know, party, have fun, live for today, live for yourself, do everything for your honor and glory, do it all today, drink, eat, be merry, have a good time. You know, that's what world, the world's about, having a good time. Um, and God is saying, weep, cry for those people who are walking away from the Lord. Weep for them, mourn for them, and show your, um, like, your repent for your sins is basically the the thought process that god wants he wants repentance and too often people are so caught up in their living for themselves and living for their glory and their joy and gladness and aren't repenting um and that's really for us to to remember for those who have who know jesus christ our savior to be repenting of our sins but even more so if you don't know jesus christ as your lord and savior it's not like, oh, and tomorrow we die and life will be so much better because we're dead. No, it's going to be pain, torture, torment, violence. <laughs> this is not the best life. I, I can honestly say to you, this is not that everybody likes to think that right. you only have, you know, YOLO. You only live once. You better enjoy it and do everything you can here. There is a second life that's going to be so much better if we know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If we don't, the misery and pain that we will be in in hell is in right. unfathomable. We we know it. We know that it will happen. But we don't know what it'll be like. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be, oh, hop on the highway to hell. Or, oh, it's going to be such a good time. I see all my mates. You will be in eternal suffering forever, period. But thankfully, Jesus Christ came and died for our sins. He came. He gave up himself, his life, a perfect person. He didn't deserve to die. You read it all through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. He didn't deserve to die. He didn't do anything wrong. But he died for our sins, took every single one that you have ever committed and everyone in the world who's ever sinned, took it all on the cross, paid for it all. And all we have to do is accept, believe, and put our faith and trust in him. And that's an active thing. It's not just a one-time. It, it is a one-time transaction, but it's also a, a continually faith and trusting in the Lord. Um, and we need to continue to be keeping on that because, again, we don't want to be like the rest of the world who's just living in sin, doing what they want, eating and drinking, because tomorrow we're going to die, so what does it matter? It matters because it's your eternal destination. The only way you're getting to hell is by climbing over Jesus' dead body on the cross and saying, I choose this over him. And how heartbreaking and tough will that be for those people who will do that? Um, that's not something I want to be in. That's not something Brendan wants to be at. That's not something we want for any of the people that we know, love, and care about, which is each and every one of you. We don't want you to end eternity in hell. We want you to be with us in heaven one day, having a good time, um, going and doing things together, and, um, and talking about life and stories and stuff. So I pray that you would, you know, do some consideration. In fact, let's, let's close in prayer. Let's, let's do that right now, and, and we'll pray over each and every one of you this, this uh, morning, evening, or night, wherever you're listening to us. So um, let's let's do that. Jesus, we're so thankful that we can have this opportunity to share your word, to talk about your word, to read your word. Um, and Lord, we don't we don't deserve that. None of us uh, came around and were like, oh yeah, this is what I chose, or this is this is the path I chose. You opened our eyes. You came and brought us out of the darkness. 
Um, Lord, we're not better than anyone else because you've saved us. We're not um, more spiritual or more human or more, we're not better than anyone because you called us. You're the one who did it. You're the perfect person. We don't get to heaven without you. We don't, we have to crawl over your dead body to get to hell. We have to deal with that. We have to make that choice. And Lord, I pray that there are those who are listening are not making that choice, that they're not walking away from you, that they're not choosing the world's way, that they're choosing your way. Lord, your way is different and it's, it can be hard at times to switch and get out of our own selfish and flesh, but we know with your help and your spirit living inside of us that you can do that and will do that. And so I pray that you would do that for each and every one of their lives. I pray that you would remove sin. You'd be cutting out all the things that are bad. That you'd help us to be weeping and mourning for this world, that we would have a heart for people, that we wouldn't just do things because we get paid for it, or we don't do things because we'll get a reward out of it, but we do it because we love them and we love you. And Lord, what, as it says in the Bible, what you did to the least of these, um, you did to Jesus. So if we treat people poorly, then we did it to Jesus. If we love people, we're loving Jesus. So help us to remember those things. Help us to live out this passage. Help us to be weeping and mourning for those who are lost and for the world and not be living in just the way we want to. It doesn't mean we don't have fun or enjoy things, but that we would honor and glorify you in everything we say and do and um, repenting of our sins, getting rid of them as best we can. And uh, I pray that you would save people, whether through this episode, whether through other episodes they've listened to, that you would open people's eyes that don't know you from this message, from last week with Sam's message, whatever it is, that you would be working and get honor and glory for that. So in all in all this, uh, we pray in your name, Jesus' name, amen. Um, again, I hope you all have a good week this week, and we will uh, talk to you next week. So. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye, friends.